This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, the ever rare Peak Too Early morning recording. Yeah, we're used to the 11.30 midnight recordings. We're drinking coffees instead of beers. I I got a green smoothie going this morning. My thoughts are going to be clear. I'm ready for these just fire hot takes. You know, it kind of feels a little bit like a Christmas morning episode, right? We, we woke up, we're all kind of in our, you know, kind of in our sweats and PJs, drinking coffee. It's the Christmas week episode. This feels like a very fitting Christmas morning style episode. So, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's good to mix one of these in every once in a while. And as always at the new and improved House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing, bud? I'm pretty damn good, fellas. Doesn't feel like Christmas, though, because I don't have any presents from Steve or Mike underneath my tree today. I woke up and there's no presents to open, but that's OK. I'm doing good, guys, because I've done it. I've done the impossible. I have conquered time zones. People forget that I'm on Mountain Standard Time now and we're doing a morning podcast and there was absolutely no hiccup whatsoever. I figured out the two hour difference. I wasn't four hours late. I wasn't early. I was spot on right on time. I got up early enough. I did a Peloton yoga. Steve, I know you're a Peloton guy. I love that Peloton. You're a great way to start my day. Just has me feeling good. And just knowing that I had nailed the time zones. It's truly a remarkable day for me. You're saying all these things, Trent. And I just can't take you seriously without your facial hair. Yeah, I just can't. It, it needs like, to be what the hell, Trent? Trent is completely and totally clean shaven right now. It, I mean, it, it, it's just really throwing me for a loop. We praised you on our last podcast as the mustache was back. What the hell is going on, Trent? I, I really screwed up the timing on here. So the story is, is that I'm terrified of my mother. And so she's coming out to visit and she wanted to take a Christmas card. And she was like, you guys better be clean shaven. And I tell you what, I fought that before and it just starts fights and it's not worth it. So I shaved, but you guys should have seen me. I actually, I shaved my mustache recently because it was just getting too hairy, too gross. But I had like the, the goatee chin, just the chin is what I went with. You know, when people get that full chin, I have that, you know, that red, orange, Polish beard of mine. It was it was pretty badass, let me tell you. But yes, I, I screwed up because I'm I'm scared of my mom. And now you guys have to deal with a facial hair less trend. And I know Mrs. Fontanella listens to this and uh, she's probably listening to it on her way out to go see you. But why, Trent? You look. I, I gotta. I gotta say, you look so much better with a mustache. I mean, you're kind of freaking me out right now, Steve. I I couldn't agree with you more. I I I just belong as a, a mustache man. I'm part of the mustache. And you're, and you're like this mountain man now in the out in the you know Midwest mountains. You're a ski bum. Like I I don't think they allow you on the mountains out there if you don't have some sort of facial hair. 
You know what happens too? When I shaved the mustache of that beard thing, the top of my lips got so dry and like where my mustache formerly was because, you know, you're, you're going from the, the 10 degrees outside into your car with the heat blasting on you. It's just a recipe for super dry, you know, skin, dry face, dry lips. And without that mustache kind of protecting that upper lip area, I, it sucked. I was just, I, I'm, I'm going through a lot of lotion boys. Let me tell you that. So, so, so what you're saying is, is you, you've transitioned from kind of a, a uh, Somerville hipster to somebody that actually needs facial hair for its functional, like for, for function. I get why we have facial hair as human beings. I mean, evolution makes sense. It helps guard you from the elements. I don't really understand Really mean this. Why don't women get more like? Okay, all right. Let's, let's, let's move on. Next topic. Next topic. Well, so that that's not the only beef I have with Trent, Steve. I actually have another beef with Trent. Well, I mean, it's it's when this podcast comes out, it will be Festivus. So that's let's true. have the let's have the airing let's, of grievances. Let's, let's air it out. So, Trent. Oh boy! I heard from a little birdie some some information that I cannot believe has not been shared on these airwaves just yet. And I guess I kind of want to give you the opportunity to redeem yourself and, and let us in uh, on what your plan is. But I don't know. I'm hearing about some running event in the summer that is just seems like it'd be an unbelievable topic to talk about on the Pete Too Early podcast, but I don't know. Do you uh, do you want to come clean at all, or do you need me to to spoil it for you? I, I hate to disappoint the listeners here, but I have no clue what Michael could be referring to right now. <laughs> okay, I just again, I could be wrong. I could have false information, but I have from a, a pretty viable source that you might be uh, running running against some bulls this summer, maybe. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay now now i do now i do know where you're going with this um yeah this is this is something that probably should be shared at two periods so i can get some feedback so that i can get uh some tips and advice on but uh, a good a good friend of mine and a loyal two crew member uh had dan gordon has shout out dan uh kind of organized a little trip here and uh i think i'm going to be going to spain i mean i bought plane tickets so i'm going and we're going for the running of the bulls. And so I'm in, we've been doing our research on it of what it would look like <laughs> to join in with the running of the bulls. And let me tell you, anybody can go. You just got to show up at the yeah. right time on the right day. It's like eight days in a row. So you can just do it over and over again. Uh, and you can just get in there and, and, you know, throw some bows with the bulls, boys. <laughs> How do you think I'm going to do? You guys think I'm going to be good at this? I mean, we got gentle Trentel who can't even that's who can't even go on a on a hike these days without ending up in the hospital is gonna go running with the bulls. Are you kidding me? Listen, that's totally different. I've never hurt myself running. I've hurt myself hiking, I've hurt myself snowboarding. I've well, I mean I've hurt myself running playing time. But I've I was never... about to say I, I recall like four years of college that you just spent like half of your time in the training room. What do you mean you never hurt yourself? I've running? never hurt myself running due to a wild animal or or a, a, okay, you know, a domesticated animal as well so i think i'm i'm gonna be okay right 
Right. So I've obviously like heard like know of the running of the Bulls, but I, I did some YouTube digging once uh once I got this information. I mean, are you prepared to just get truck sticks by a bull? To just get like completely run over by a bull? So I mean, you gotta be prepared for anything, right? Like you can't go in uh based on the little that I know about this, you can't go in just expecting that there's gonna be no contact get to destroyed get by a bull and not control, right? But 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 you can you can do this a number of ways, right? You can you can be uh, a little more aggressive out there and try to kind of you know bump hips with it. You can kind of just run in the direction because it's right. It's an old tradition where you know you got to get the bulls in from outside the city fence, you know, into the town square, and then you, you know I think they slaughter them and eat them and all that good stuff. But uh, you know you run with it to kind of get it going. It doesn't want to hit you. It doesn't want to truck you over. It, it wants to just kind of like get away from the people so you can kind of like run with it and then as it's coming you know duck out to the side or something also if you get trucked that's not like the worst thing in the world it's more like getting trampled so you got to just make sure you're in uh the right position in case the bulls come and uh step on you um so i don't know i I think there's some technique to it i I think i'm a pretty trend go ahead trend i think that this is cool and I think that it's it's pretty cool that you're going to do this. And I think that it's 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 going to be a wild life experience. But to go in with anything but the mindset of a bull could ruin my world and be and, and going with the mindset, be like, oh, it's not that bad. You know, you just go around. You, you got to go with the mindset being like, I'm about to do something super crazy that could end really poorly, but it's going to be worth the story. It's going to be worth the life experience to, to, to justify it in your own head that it's not that bad. And it's not that unsafe is pure insanity. Yeah. Steve, as you, as you speak it out, you may be right. Basically what you guys are, what we're figuring out here is I really haven't like processed this. This is like when Steve was like, Hey, we're doing the Indianapolis marathon. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, I'll go along. It's like somebody texts me and say, hey, you want to run with the bulls? I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'll go along. And I look up and it's like, not, not that many people die from it, right? There's only a, a couple <laughs> people once in a while that die from it. So uh, overall, I feel, I feel like, yes, I just haven't processed it yet. As we get closer, as we start getting like, like, you know, a couple months out, I'm going to start getting some training on, right? I'm going to get like some sprints out there so that I am the fastest guy in that entire city, whatever that Pompano, I think it is. I'll be the fastest guy in Pompano. Uh, I'll have like my technique down for the tuck and roll if needed. Like I'm going to get in there and I'm going to start feeling like, I told you guys I'm training like Rocky. I mean, it doesn't get any more badass more than any kind of like marathon or anything like that than, uh, than fighting some bulls. So I'll, I'll be ready for it. So that's another question I had was, will you do specific running with the bulls training? And I mean, to me from the videos I I watch, it's not like you don't need long distance training. Like you need to be training like a sprinter. Like you need to be out there doing like hundred meter repeats type stuff because you only have a split second to actually run with these bulls. Right. Well, you have, I mean, there's several that come in, right? So you know, you can get like a burst in with gun and then one's kind of coming behind it. You get another person, but you're right. It is, it is short bursts. I mean, you're, you're almost like, it's like doing like the shuttle drill. I feel like at the NFL combine, yeah, you like need agility short, training. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Need the agility. So yes, I think as the adrenaline starts to get pumping, as I start thinking about, you know, the insanity of this, as I start looking at my outfit, you get to wear the funny outfit as you do like the white and the red and you're running through it. Uh, 
uh, <laughs> then I'm going to, you know, feel real motivated to get some proper. I've been working out at the gym here. There's a guy I work with, shout out Ryan, if he's listening to the podcast. Uh, I'll just have to ask him. I'll say, hey, I know you like train a lot of people that want to be in ski shape. You train a lot of people that want to be kind of in mountain bike shape out here. Some people just want to be strong and have big muscles. I want to be in running with the bullshit and I'm going to get him to get me a personalized workout. I need a, yeah, uh, I, mean, I need a Tom Brady style three cone drill video from you. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be getting those, but okay, good. I don't want to, if I start now, I'll get hurt. You guys know me. I can't train for that long. So <laughs> let's wait till like April or something. I'll get I'll hurt. More into I'll it. get hurt if I start training to run with the bulls, but I won't get hurt <laughs> if I run with the bulls. It's going to, uh, we were just going to saying some great things on my mom. Hey, I shaved for the Christmas card. Did she know, did she know about this? No, no. (laughs) So you could have avoided the whole facial hair thing by just saying this at the top of the show and at Chris over Christmas, nobody would even be thinking about your facial hair. They'd just be talking about running the bulls the entire time. That's right. I will be accepting bribes to cut this segment from from the show. So no, the world the world needs to know, boys. The we'll world start. We'll start know. the bidding. Wait, so before we, before we wrap up this topic, how long ago did you buy these plane tickets? Probably like two or three weeks ago. Okay, so right. so, so recent. It's still new. It's it's you know something I kind of got. Uh, the idea obviously was exciting. I kind of went for it pretty quick from hearing idea to buying tickets, uh, and then I just kind of let it sit. And I'm waiting, you know, to get a little bit closer before it starts, starts really creeping into my mind. Is this how you wanted the world to find out, Trent, is, is me bringing my beef to the table? This is how I want the, the world to find out about everything in my life. <laughs> this is how I want the two crew to know, you know, where I am, right? Moving out to, to East Idaho, uh, what's going on in my facial hair, uh, what I did or did not get for Christmas from Michael and Steve, and if I will be in Spain during july uh for the running of the bulls i think you owe the people at least like you know once you actually start your training some some uh updates and whatnot on your training because you were talking about those like quick bursts of, of speed when i think trent fontanella i don't know if like quick bursts of speed is the first thing that comes to my mind so i'll be interested to see how you uh you know your journey to, to get there the new me, Michael. This is a new me. I'm gonna get there. And yes, there there will be videos, the short bursts of speed. As we get closer, we'll, we'll lean into this more. So I, I'm glad you brought this up, Michael. We have a little sneak preview to the two crew. You have something to look forward to this summer. Um, as we uh, you know get through winter and when spring comes along, we'll start playing it up more. We'll get more excited about it. So a little sneak peek now, and then let's revisit this as we get closer and I start getting in my uh, running with the bulls peak performance shape and since we're putting people on the spot on last week's our last episode and i quote mike gendron said if luke mason runs the indianapolis marathon i will run the indianapolis marathon several days after that podcast came out luke tweeted at us hey mikey track talks i've never run a marathon before but you know what i'm in indianapolis monumental marathon here i come so mike what do you have to say for yourself? Yeah, lots of thoughts on that. Um, I was hoping my me putting Trent on blast might distract from that. Um, my, I guess my first thought on that is, Luke, you rat. You absolute who? Here. Uh, 
who hears a statement like that and decides, you know, what, I'm gonna run my first marathon ever, simply just to spite me is really what that what that comes down to. Um, he had, you know, whatever it is, 28, 29 long years to decide to run a marathon. And he decides that simply to spite me and to, to ruin my life, he's going to run a marathon. So I guess respect to that. I mean, um, uh, a spite marathon is the best kind of marathon. Yeah, I, I suppose. Um, so, yes, I did say that. And I plan to stand by what I said. Here we go. I'm, I'm a man of my word. However, it's really easy to say you're going to do a marathon. It's a lot harder to actually do a marathon. So I will go under the assumption that Luke is going to follow through, but I don't in my mind need to hundred percent fully commit until I see uh, a registration. So there we go. That's one. That's a lot closer than I was last week. That's a lot closer than I was last week. I said, as, as long as everything goes the way that allegedly it's supposed to go at this point, I, I have no choice because I'm a man of my word. Well, what, uh, I, I follow I follow Luke on Strava, and he has been crushing long runs. So I think uh, I think you screwed, Mike. I think you, you got to run a marathon. When when does registration open for the the next Indianapolis marathon? Let's it's figure that out right because I'm, I'm trying to figure that out because I really hope if, it's not open right now because I was saying that with the assumption it would buy me a little bit more time. If it's open, I bet he will probably register as soon as he hears this. I think he will too. And we need to make sure he knows exactly the day it opens. Ruth, is any kind of cost, you know, issues? You let the two crew know. We'll do a little GoFundMe to get your marathon so that we can get Mike in there. Shelby, Shelby Hula hand style GoFundMe. Oh, Shelby Hula. And we saw how well that worked. We can, we can probably do just as well as that. Man, we so don't have to talk about that again, but people did not like that. No, segment. they were not happy with us. <laughs> they were not happy with us. Um, stop trying to change the conversation here, Mike. So as yeah, of January yeah. 1st, from January, if you sign up on January first, it is half the cost. It is seventy five dollars. What are you talking about? The longer you wait, the longer you wait, it goes up to one hundred and thirty five dollars. So if you sign up on January first, it's seventy five dollars. The price starts going up as of January second. So to all the two crew out there that's planning on joining us, January first, let's get that registration and get it in super cheap. I mean, we're gonna need a, we're gonna need a a couple extra bucks for for whatever gambling antics we get into that weekend um so so save yourself some money january 1st let's sign up how about that for a new year's resolution we all wake up new year's day feeling a little bit hung over one too many middle lights from the night before and you know how you feel better about yourself you go in you get a deeply discounted registration for the Indianapolis Marathon. And then that's the day, that's the official day that Michael starts his marathon training. What a day. And it whoa, automatically- whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. I said that would be the day I commit. That does not mean that's the day I start my training. Let's get that very clear, very clear. And, and listen, you need some skin in the game in order to do, these, do this training through the winter, through the, through the inevitable summer training that's gonna be coming up. You need some skin in the game. And the best way to do that is to sign up. Just like, uh, just like our guy Josh Kerr was telling us when you know he was getting ready for the Olympics, he like maxed out his credit cards to buy plane tickets and tickets to the Olympics 
for his family. And he said, he said, yeah, I was bringing that to practice every day. He's like, I knew that, you know, <laughs> I had kind of, I had kind of put my financial future on making sure my family sees me at the Olympics. Um, next thing you know, he's on the podium. So uh, yeah, let's, let's, you know, put some skin in the game, put some uh, financial commitment, some investment on it to, to force yourself to get out there and do those long runs. I do like that idea, Trent. Everyone, let's have a hell of a bender season. Let's crush Christmas. Let's go out, have a, a hell of a New Year's Eve. But then you wake up New Year's Day, and we see how many registrations that we can get in one day. I love yeah. it. Yeah, you know, how- register, screenshot it, tag us, tag us on, uh, tag us on uh, on Instagram. You know what I want? This is what I want. I want the Indianapolis Marathon to start recognizing the two crew as like the people that are going to take over the race next November. So tag us tag, you know, maybe say something about peak too early tag the Indianapolis marathon. Let's make a statement January 1st. Let, let Indy know that the two crews coming to town. Can you, can you register as a team? Let's see. Ooh, you put in good a team. Paul. I do not know. <clears throat> I'm looking, I'm looking VIP experience. It looks like maybe. And the like initial page, it doesn't look like there's a spot for a team. But I wonder if you go deeper into the registration. Well, whatever. Well, if if, you if, can. if it gives you an option, if it gives you an op, well, you know, maybe we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll put instructions on the on the Instagram and Twitter. But if it gives you an option to sign up as a team, put put the team as two crew, just one word: T O O c r e w just put two crew and we'll worry about the logistics of it after but if it gives you an opportunity to put that in put two crew so looks like we're doing it it's really happening it sucks thank you luke yeah thank you and listen i'm i've heard from so many people that are going to do this so we are gonna i'm dead serious i've already talked to our guy chief at, at bell lap we're renting out a bar and we are having a massive party on that Saturday night. It is going to be incredible. I can't wait. So Um, one last stipulation on this with the new information we have of Trent running with the bulls in the summertime. I feel like I should get some kind of out if Trent like breaks his leg or something wrong with the bulls. Cause that's such an easy out for him. It's like, Oh, I don't, I'm not in good shape for this marathon in a couple months. Oh, I'm just going to lean into this bull as it, pummels me and i break all my bones now i don't have to run a marathon no 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 here here's what we do here's what we do i think we need this january the three of us i'm need trying to, get to buy a- trental gentle insurance <laughs> gentle trental insurance that's what i want no 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 here, here's what we need to do the three of us in january we need to get together and the three of us need to put a sizable wager on who's gonna win the indianapolis marathon and if if Trent DNFs, his money's still good, right? We one of us is still collecting that money, so I think that's 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 what we do. I, I can't understand how you try to put more stipulations on this, Michael. You you threw out Luke Mason just kind of out of the blue, and we're like, hey, if he signs up, then then I'll do it. And he signs up, like clearly the world wants you to run it, Mike. And I tell you what, I could break both legs and I'll still get out there and I'll, I'll get through that damn course. I, I may need you to push me in the wheelchair, but I'm, I'm going to be running the Indy or I'm going to be completing the Indianapolis marathon. So don't you worry about me. That's true. I really screwed up a marketing opportunity there when I said, you know, if Luke signs up, I'll do it. Like that was one person and he did it in like two seconds. I should have made it like, 
if we get 50 people to sign up for the Indy Marathon, I'm in. And then, you know, maybe, you know, use that as a little bit of a marketing tool. But I really messed up just trying to get one person to sign up for it. All right, boys. Uh, Mike, why don't we kick off the running news? All right, not a ton of news to talk about today. I don't really feel like getting into the nitty gritty on this, uh, you know, Christmas, Festivus, New Year's podcast. Uh, but there is one thing that I think is worth talking about. Um, so the NCAA has announced that in 2024, the NCAA D1 Track and Field Championships will be coming to Boston to run at New Balance's indoor track facility. So we got one of the majors. We got a big one coming to Boston. That's something I'll commit to right now, right this second. You don't have to ask me twice. So, you know, you know, I don't need Luke Mason to sign up for that one. I'm going to the 2024 Indoor National Championship. Can you buy tickets to the 2024 Indoor National championship right now is that are they on sale for for 2024 yet are we just doing a registration episode we're just gonna see how many things we can register for right now let's check it out we're gonna sign right up uh new balance track so it's opening what next year will be the debut of this track boston just the rich get richer i feel like we already had the reputation for having some of the best tracks around with with the bu track and then reggie lewis has the history even if it's a little bit old but they still have a nice surface there uh, you got harvard's track which is fun to run on and now we're getting this brand new new balance track that is i was reading a little bit about it i mean of course it's, it's they're, they're they're calling it uh it's designed and engineered to be the fastest track in the world so I can see why the NCAA wanted to put a national championship there, but I'm just stoked because I've heard about this track for a long time. I feel like when that new balance building went in, we were hearing, you know, they were trying to put a a track on there and it was going to be, you know, insane, be able to host big events. And here we go. We are just a a few months away from the grand debut of it. I saw that it replaced Texas A&M as the host for the national championships. I'm wondering what Texas A&M did to lose it. I don't know. Maybe it's just like building renovations uh, and what is it? College station down there. But uh, I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, Texas A&M. You just lost out on a national championship because big, bad New Balance is coming in. But I mean, I tell you what, people are going to love it. People coming to Boston, uh, you get to be in a big city. I was looking at where the indoor track championships have been recently. They're always in like Fayetteville, Arkansas or Mexico or College Station. Everybody gets to come to Boston now run at what's going to be one of the nicest facilities in the world. Uh, it's it's going to be a, an awesome time to be in Boston. Yeah, you bring up a good point there, Trent. I think we start, need to be making the push uh, to that Boston should be taking Tracktown USA uh, slogan away from, from Eugene. I think we need to start be making that our, uh, you know, our, our big push. Boston's taking it away. What does Eugene got? They got one track. That's all they got. Why, why are they track town? Now Boston's got, like you said, like four of the best indoor track facilities. At, at the very least, we better be known as Indoor Track USA. You indoor know, Track flows, USA. Flows right off the tongue. Steve looks like he's scrambling over there. 
Sorry. Hold on one second. Zoom is trying to kick us off right now. I need to upgrade the account real quick. So, so hold on. I got a lot to say on this, but give me one second. I gotta go get my credit card and make sure we don't get booted. (laughs) Yeah. Let's uh, just, Steve, just read your, your credit card thing out loud. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, they, they might end up doing Boston a lot for this. I'm looking at the history of the championships. They kind of pick the same cities and just go back to it all the time. Like, from 65 to 81, it was in Detroit every year. And then from 90 to 99 in Indianapolis. From 2000 to 2008, it was in Arkansas. And then since then, it's just been A&M, Arkansas, Boise State, New Mexico, and Alabama. That's it. Damn. So they just kind of keep rotating it. So that could be cool if it's just a annual event. Or semi-annual. I haven't even seen a picture of what this track is going to look like. It looks sweet. It's got like VIP boxes I was reading. So it's trying to make it like a big just event. Like Hold that thought. Are we getting a VIP box? (laughs) (laughs) New goal. How we get a VIP box. If we start making that push right now, just speak it into existence. We have, what is it? Two years to speak it into existence that we should be in a VIP box if we aren't annoying enough about it. All right. And we're back. Um, So, yeah, no, I I think that I'm pumped for this. I can't wait to be there. Uh, Hopefully we get some, uh, some media credentials. That would be pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I think that just Boston in general should be the hub of indoor track. I mean, you kind of have all these – you have all these classic indoor meets. You have several indoor tracks that are, that are phenomenal, and now you're adding a new state-of-the-art one um, just right in Boston. It would be very cool to kind of make Boston the new hub of, of indoor track. And, honestly, like, if you're a college student – isn't it more fun to come to Boston than it is to kind of go to the middle of nowhere and like the, the middle of the country? Isn't it more fun to come to kind of a, a bigger city where it might be, you might be able to have a little bit more fun, see a little bit, see a few more things. I don't know. I just think this is a win-win for everybody. Steve, I'll answer that question. Yes, it's absolutely more fun. I remember going to these meets at, you know, cool schools. We had an awesome track meet down at Duke. It was great. But you know what? You stay at a hotel. Nobody has a car. You can't go anywhere, right? You're just kind of stuck at a hotel the whole time. You're in Boston. You grab a Lyft. You grab an Uber. You get on the T. The whole city's at your disposal. Every college kid wants to come to Boston. An awesome meet down at Duke. Listen, listen, listen. You guys, for whatever reason... You, you didn't do any of the cool meets in Boston. You're, you, you went to a school outside of Boston, and you're talking about a cool meet down in, in, in Duke. Don't you, I actually feel like you two can't, can't speak on this topic because you didn't do any of the classic Boston indoor meets. I just said that going to the meets in Boston was better than going to this big invitational down in Duke. I don't know what more you want me to say. Is Duke even a banked track? No, it's outdoor track, outdoor track. Okay. No, not a not a bank outdoor track. Well, so my question: they claim that this is going to be the fastest indoor track in the country. 
So does that mean they're going to take the BU route and make their track short or how are they going to make it faster than BU? I uh, don't, don't, <laughs> let's not go down this road. Let's not go down this road. See, here's, and here's the thing about claiming that it's a fast track. It's one of those things where you don't know if it's a fast track until kind of all the elements come together, right? It's kind of like uh, indoor track. It's kind of like a fine wine, right? You don't know until it's until you you know you 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 make the bottle of wine you you stomp the grapes you you put them in the body you let them you let them ferment or whatever until it like kind of comes together and it ages correctly you don't know if it's a fast track so you can't necessarily design a fast indoor track it's just all these elements have to come together it has to work out perfectly and i feel like that's what happened with bu i don't think it was necessarily designed to be the fastest track in the country but with all these elements combined you know you throw in the the crowd that just kind of like sits on top of the track and it gets super loud and it gets super nuts all those things combined make it a fast track so well it's yet to be seen if it's fast can you imagine if it's just like incredibly slow it's like you're running in mud everyone's running like a minute slower than their pr and just hates it completely that would so, be awesome your claim to fame should be it's the slowest indoor track <laughs> in in the country that would just shake things up completely i uh i gave my a take of excitement my b take was kind of online with what steve said i'm not sure you should award a new indoor track an NCAA Division One national championship before it's hosted any track meets. I feel like you need to make sure it's a good track, make sure it's a good venue, because I totally agree with you, Steve. You kind of have to test these things out. You don't know what it's going to be like until it's actually an action. Just because we've seen the blueprint of it doesn't mean it's going to be an electric uh, atmosphere. But that was my B-take. I want to go with take A, or I'm just stoked that it's coming to Boston. I see. I disagree with B-take for the sole purpose. Like, what if there's one glaring flaw that nobody saw and everyone's like completely overlooked it and we don't figure it out until the meet starts? Like, something to do with like, you know, the high jump area or, or whatever. Something that's just like a complete disaster that we don't know until we get there. That the pits are just like absolutely miserable. I don't know. Something that we can, like, you know, they spent all this crazy money on and everybody overlooked and we didn't find out until a national championship. There's a, uh, there's a college in Mike and I's hometown and they built, I mean, it's, it's going on like 15, 20 years ago now, but they built a brand new like outdoor track and it was, you know, supposed to be this really nice outdoor track and they built it. And then once they built it, it was done. They realized that they forgot to put a straightaway on it. So it was like, you can't have any big meets there because there was no straightaway. And they also like built it right next to a highway that borders on a river. So it's also like the windiest track on planet earth. They can't host any actual meets there. It's just like, I don't know how much money they spent on it. It makes tough runners. It makes tough runners. Sure. That that's fair. But it is, if you're trying to like position yourself to, to host some big meets and I mean, it's, it is just a, a complete tragedy. In my time that I ran at BU Mike, the supposedly short track, I also ran on that track. I ran one second off on that track in the wind, in the rain. So, so you can, you can, you know, you can take that hate somewhere else. (laughs) I wasn't going to say anything until you started shitting on where we run our meets and then, you know, it just. Listen, listen, you, you could. Like the fact that you guys didn't do any big meets in Boston is is pretty ridiculous. 
it's the whole point. It's the whole point of like running in Boston. You, 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 you deal with the, the terrible training conditions throughout the, throughout the winter. So you can do the races at BU. You can do the races at Reggie. You can do the races at, at Harvard, but you guys just didn't do any of them. And, some, and somehow we still produce all Americans. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Sounds like somebody's some salty way. about being on the wrong side <laughs> of a, a rivalry or something. Uh, all right. All right. Well, I'll see you at Indy. I'll see you at Indy. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see if, if Luke actually registers. All right. That's all I got for the news. All right. We are going to wrap up today's episode uh, with a little bit of a Christmas spirit. It is the Christmas week episode. And, uh, you know, I think we're just going to kind of go through some of the things that we want for Christmas. Um, so does anybody want to kick us off? What is on your Christmas wish list to Santa Claus? I'll, I'll get us started here with something that we'll just gloss right over. But when we initially came up with this idea, I wrote down uh, uh, evidence of free Shelby Houlihan. But that's the last that we'll say of that. We can move yeah, right geez, I, we... <laughs> but People do not like our takes. That's yeah, awesome. so we don't have to dive more into that. A serious take, though, is what I want for Christmas is just, like, less drug bust this year. I know it's, it's fodder for the pod, and I know we, we kill it, but I want the, the IOC, I want the green jackets to be a little more understanding of uh, some uh, whereabouts, failures, and that sort of thing. But in general, I just don't want that to dominate the news cycle. Can we get a year where we don't have the drug bust and all that stuff dominating the news cycle? That would be nice. Well, that yeah, transitions kinda, perfectly kinda... into into something that was on my list. I think, you know, we said we weren't going to go down the Shelby road, but now we're full here. Why don't we just make everybody hate us and instead put on our wish list for Christmas that we just make PEDs legal in track and field? How about that? <laughs> I like that for a Christmas wish list. Huh? All you, I can't wait for the DMs on that one. Let's go bring it on. Uh, well, yeah, on my, on my wish list, it's uh, will our – top metal contenders stop eating at Chipotle and eating burritos in general. It seems to be a recipe to, for disaster. If you're eating burritos and you're a metal contender, you are no longer a metal contender. So all of our metal contenders just stay away from Mexican fare in general. Trent, what else you got? What else you want for Christmas? You want some serious ones here? Here's a serious one. Uh, I want a new American male to supplant Rupp as our elite marathoner. I want to establish, we kind of talked about this when we were talking uh, Olympic marathons. I think that's when we, we had this conversation, but I'm ready for new blood in the, the men's marathon to come in and uh, put a new kind of face to the, the marathon sport. Um, or you know what, Rupp, maybe you have a, a career reinvigoration and, and you're ready to, is that a word, reinvigoration? You're ready to do it. But I just want to see uh, some some high high finishes from the American males in the marathon this year. All right. I like that. I think, in again, in the same vein of, you know, fresh start, new start, replacing out with the old and with the new, I want to see a – team that has not won NCAA XC in a very long time when mostly I want to see NAU not win. I am, I have made it very clear. I am over NAU cross country 
Uh, so I would like to see their dynasty replaced. I want to see a new up-and-coming dynasty. You know, the shelf life for these cross-country dynasties seems to not we're, – we're getting close to what we usually see it as, and I think it's time to see the new, this new reign here. So that's next on my wish list is I want to see them dethroned, and I want to see a new dynasty emerge. I can't believe nobody's mentioned this Christmas gift yet, no, but what no. I want for Christmas, my number one, probably top of my, my Christmas wish list I is up. I want Kipchoge oh, to run Boston. I, I was want going that, to say I that. want that wrapped up all nice under my Christmas, under my tree in the morning. I get to open it up and I get to see Kipchoge is going to come run Boston. And as we've said on this podcast many times, Chipko- Kipchoge, you are not the GOAT until you run Boston or until you win Boston. And See, that's until that happens, BS. you are not the GOAT. I had that as my number one. I wanted to take that as my number one, but Trent <laughs> led it with the drug stuff, so I'm like, oh, this is a nice transition. And then he yeah, talked Trent about – Trent led like, it off with a real some... bummer of a gift. I thought we were going to – I thought we were going to – I thought we were going to devolve. I thought we were going to devolve to that throughout the Christmas list, but Trent led it off with a real bummer. Yeah, so he screwed – so I was trying to, like, play the transition game. And then he talked about, like – Rupp getting dethroned. I was like, oh, and you getting dethroned is a nice transition. So I kept bumping it down my list. I am so angry that I did not get to pick that one because that is the number one Christmas gift. That is, that's it. It's the hot, it's the hot toy of the season. Yeah. It's it, turbo man. It's turbo. Turbo man. It's a <laughs> PS five or <laughs> Mariah Carey. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. that's what we that's what we that's what we get that's gonna be the promo for uh for this episode is we're gonna have mariah carey all i want for christmas is kipchoge to run boston that would be pretty funny i like that okay <laughs> all right trent what's next on your on your on your christmas wish list and let's try not make it not such a bummer this time i think if we got the news that we wanted to hear on whatever <laughs> i brought up first that would be the best christmas gift ever we would be so <laughs> Uh, we, we'd feel great about things. Uh, I had a personal podcast one, Molly Seidel. I want you to come on the podcast. So uh, mm. as the, the kind of my marathoning theme here, we have uh, this uh, kind of new American woman on the scene dominating from Boston. So I want to see her keep dominating. Um, keep just, she runs well every time she steps on a, a starting line. So I'd like to see that. And then uh, we'll, we'll get her on the podcast. And that, that's more of a, a, a prediction or a premonition of what's going to happen next year what we'll get on the Christmas season. All right. Again, I'll transition nicely off of you, Trent. Another uh, uh, podcast wish list item here is I want the Peak Too Early Boys to commentate a race. That's what I want. Ooh. I think, I think we need it. I like it. that. And we could yeah. start small scale. It doesn't mean to be a big thing. We, you know, even if we have to make our own race just so we can commentate it, that's what I want. All right. So – what I want for Christmas, this is pretty high on my Christmas wish list to Santa. I want the, the U.S. men's 800-meter team to be dominant again. Remember when the, remember when the U.S. 800-meter team was like the most dominant team in the sport of track and field? And then we came around to the Olympics and um, kind of crapped the bed all the way around. So I just want, I want our, our guys, Donovan Brazier, Bryce Hopple, to just be top of the podium again. I want it. I just want, I just want the men's 800 team to be world beaters like they were in the, in the previous few years. That's all I want for Christmas. 
Well, it's not all I want for Christmas, but that's pretty high on my wish list. I like that. I like that a lot. I'll do a track one. I ran out of the ideas that I wrote down at the beginning, so now we're just freestyling. But uh, speaking of, you know, men's track, stretching out 1,500. This year was kind of like the Ingebrigtsen year. He comes on. I don't want what to I, – what I want is that Ingebrigtsen is not just, like, dominating 1,500s all year. He's just someone I'm not ready or don't really want to have as like the face of the mile of the 1500 coming up. So I know he's this incredible talent, but he's just kind of fun to root against with those weird tattoos that he has. So that's my wish this year for Christmas. Santa, give me, give me some more milers that throw at Ingebrigtsen. Let this not be just like the year that Ingebrigtsen is uh, kind of hitting his prime and fully dominating everybody. I mean, it's electric. I love it to see the guy run so fast, so young. But let's see some competition during your Britain. I can tell you, you came with that take on the fly because that take stinks. Terrible. Stinks. Why do you mean that take? I feel like no one on here has been an Ingebrigtsen supporter the whole time. What do you mean? We love Jakob. His weird tattoos and his reality TV shows. And I, I more, my take has more been I want to, I think he's on the fast track to be like the bad boy and to have the Justin Bieber moment. And that's what I want to see. I want to see. You know, no disrespect to the Inca Brinson family, but I want to see a little bit of a burnout. You know, I want to see him, you know, uh, doing some crazy things on the internet. I want to see him like yelling at a random stranger for no reason, thinking he's like some big tough track guy. That's what I want to see. So, you know, so let you me know, go ahead. I'll Jack. take that. I'll definitely take that. I guess what I don't want is this like, he kind of is like this kid made in a machine right with the perfect family and the perfect genetics and i don't just want to see that go through and just run through track and field and be the best at that 1500 that mile if if it goes down that route mike and he still is kind of like you know when he's when he's feeling good he's still you know winning but he's got some ups and downs he's going a little crazy i'm all in on that trust me i'm all in on that i just don't want the machine out there you know who right. you know who inger britson is it's he's a uh, he's he's ivan drago you got this uh Eastern European guy made in the lab does all of his training on a treadmill. Just got the, the, the perfect facility for every, he's Ivan Drago. And what we need is we need, uh, we need our, our, we need our, 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 some sort of Rocky to, to come in and, and take him down. You know, I think, uh, maybe, maybe Josh Kerr is, is kind of the Rocky in this scenario. So we need to, we need to build, uh, Jakob Ingerbritsen up like he's Ivan Drago. Love it. You're over there rooting for Ivan Drago, Michael. I don't think so. Um, all right, I got two more. Um, I which one do I want to go with? I want to go with I want Trent to grow his mustache back out. That's what I want for Christmas. It's on my Christmas list. I want the mustache back. I might just knock you out in spite of you. I might okay. pull Luke Mason here and just do something in spite of Mike. Well, then we're going to have to do this over phone call and not Zoom because I don't think I can look at your baby face once, you know, every two weeks or something like that. That's all. Uh, let's see. Um, my, I, we're, we're getting pretty low on my Christmas wish list here. Let's see. I want, uh, I want everybody to sign up for Indy. I want that under, under the Christmas tree. I also want everybody to sign up for the Irish Clover 5-Miler coming up on, uh, on March 12th. That is, we are pulling that together. We're hoping for another big year there. Uh, we're going to do a big prize. And guess what? We didn't do 
the peak too early championship belt this summer. So we're, we're bringing back the peak too early championship belt and we'll go to the winner of the Irish Gold over five mile coming up on this March. So stay tuned for all of, all of the updates coming with that. So anybody right. got anything else that they want for Christmas? Yeah. My last one is I want Luke to get cold feet and uh, not register for this marathon. That's my final wish my list. I know it's, it's far down. It wasn't my top one, but it's still there. That's it. All right, boys, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got people on the bell app? It should be illegal for it to rain in December. It's raining right now. And this is such BS. This should be snow. Everyone would be happy if it's snow, but rain in December is the most miserable thing on planet earth. It's cold. It feels like it should be cold enough to snow, but it's not. You're just getting out there soaked. It's amazing how much of a difference of like a day and your mood is from just a, a few temperature ticks difference. If this was five degrees colder, I'd be looking out my window right now at some nice fluffy snow. Everything would be coated. The week of Christmas, it would be incredible. We'd all be happy, but instead, it's miserable. It's depressing. Rain in December should be illegal. Mother Nature should be locked up and thrown in jail. Solid take. No rain in December. Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? Try and do a thing, uh, something a little bit more joyous, a little more uh, jolly for the holiday season. Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays to the two crew. Maybe I'm in a good mood because I look outside my window and there is snow on the ground. We also have a winter storm watch coming in. I think it was 8 to 16 inches was predicted for the next couple of days. So I'm sorry for you folks back in the East Coast right now. I agree with you. Rain should be illegal uh, during December, especially during Christmas week. Uh, but since I do have snow and I am in a good mood, I can spread Christmas cheer and just say thank you to everybody for listening to the podcast this year. Thank you for everybody for participating in the events. I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday and uh, we'll be back at you uh, pretty soon in the new year. Uh, yeah, no, I, I echo what Trent has to say. Thank you everybody for, for being part of the two crew and listen to our, our podcast. You know, like we've, we've said before, our podcast has kind of gone through some changes over the past couple months, but we're, we're figuring out the future. Um, I know that we, we kind of promised some interviews over the past couple months that we didn't deliver on, but we're going to get back on our interview grind starting next week. So in the new year, we'll have those interviews that you, you've kind of, you, you, that, you know, you've kind of know and really appreciate from us. So we, we like doing them. So we're going to, we're going to certainly keep them going. Um, so expect that in the new year. Uh, we posted a 2021 recap video on the Instagram, on YouTube, on Twitter. It, it came out pretty cool. So, so go check it out. Um, thank you everybody that was kind of commenting and, and liking that video. I think it, it came out, it came out pretty cool. So other than that, boys, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the Josie. Josie's on the